Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Fields. I'm Dave Guzman. And welcome to Practical Bass, where every week we pick a new topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and uh, we discuss it and hopefully give you some tips, some advice, some insight, and maybe prompt some questions uh, for you, which you are welcome to direct back to us. We would love to hear from you, our listeners. Uh, We really want to have a a relationship with you, and uh, you can reach us on our website, which is practicalbase.com. Uh, But you can also reach us many other places, Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Google+. Uh, You can find this podcast on Stitcher Radio on any platform, or you can use your podcasts app on your iOS device, or you can use your iTunes application on your macOS. Um, On uh, Android devices, you can find us on the Google Play Music Store. Just go to podcasts on any of these platforms and look for Practical Bass, and there you will find us with bells on. So, Dave, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about what is your role at a gig as a bass player. So, as a bass player, I just show up and play my instrument, right? That's right. Not. That's not right. I mean, that's that's wrong. (laughs) You meant like... (laughs) It's it's not a hundred percent right in the sense that it's a hundred percent wrong. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what I was this going is, for. This is this is the spot I usually end up in. A hundred percent wrong. So we're you know, I think this topic it's a pretty broad um area, but really it's about yeah. who for for me is who it who like what is your role? Who are you not just as a bass player, right? Because there's different there's different areas of this as far as like what do you bring musically to the table, but also as um, as someone who's contributing to the band, like what is your what is your personality, or what what are you bringing to the gig or to your band, or you know, as a teammate, as a band member, um, you know, and really think about who you know, what strengths do you have? What are you bringing to the table? Are you the are you the reliable band member? You know, are are you the the fixer, like the wolf who just comes in and don't worry about it? Yeah. He's on it. Um, are you just the extreme artist? Like, are you the one that's just completely like, maybe not necessarily reliable, but what you bring to the table is, you know, your artistry. Right? Yeah. And that's, there's no better or worse. It's just yeah. kind of understanding. Like I play in colors. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, are, are you an administrator? You know, are you really good? Are you good at motivating the band? There's so many different pieces yeah. of this. There are no better or worse roles. Like I, I think, you know, the the importance really is just understanding what you bring to the table um, and maybe consider some roles that you can take on to build your value. Yeah. So, I, so if I hear you, you know, what you're saying is, you know, we're not here basically telling people this is the role that you need to be in. It's more about like understanding yourself and what you can bring to the band other than just showing up and playing your instrument. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, Paul, I think I could take like a wild guess at all the hats that you wear. I, I have the hat with the two beer things right. on it. <laughs> That's the hat. That's it's one hat fits all. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. Tell me what what do you like? What are the roles that you hold? Um, well, so you know, there's there's the role that I have like as a player, right? And I think you know, maybe a lot of people see bass playing similarly, where you know you're there to kind of tie 
the rhythm section together, um, you know, glue things from the from the percussion yep. upward into the melody. Um, you know, you define the chord, right? I always loved the uh the quote that Sting had, you know, whatever he says, like, oh, it's not an A minor until I, you know, it's not an A minor chord until I play an A. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Um and you know, the the groove, right? You're there to kind of lock in with the drummer and play a groove and 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 always be thinking about making room for whatever instrument is important, whether it's like a guitar solo or the vocals yep. or a saxophone, whatever the case is, like defining the space in which they can operate and hopefully like launch. Right. Like you're their launch pad. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, that's that's just playing, right? You know, on top of yep. that, you know, for one of my bands, you know, I'm the manager, the booking guy, sometimes the musical director trying to drive, like, not necessarily like dictate how things are going to go, but drive a consensus on how we're going to do something and make sure that it's decided and that everybody's on the same page for what that is. Like, we're going to do, you know, we're going to take this after this you know, chorus three, we're going to go back to the head. Yep. Right. Make those decisions and make sure everybody knows what they are. Like a, a musical director. Yeah. In a way. yeah. So but let me just ask you a question then. When you say like a band manager, do, do you like, is that a conversation that you have with your bandmates? Like, you know, who wants to be the manager or, or do you just sort of flow into that role? Well, for, for me, it was sort of, I think I kind of flowed into it, right. but honestly it was just, you know, I had, some resources and some planning skills and organizational skills that I brought to the table yep. and no one else seemed really eager to do it. And yep. I was like, well, it needs to get done. Right? right. So kind of jumped, jumped in and did it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then on top of that, there's like, you know, there, there's like, you know, getting a website together and, you know, trying to make sure that like calendars are posted when they need to be and things like that. And, right. you know, I have a, my background from my day job is, you know, I'm a manager and I'm kind of a technical guy, so it's kind of a good fit, right? Yep. Um, you know, but always the thing I got to keep in mind is, you know, bandmates aren't your employees necessarily. Like there are- That's the difference, right? Yeah. There yeah. are situations where like you may be paying somebody to come in and do a gig, right? Like, and that may be very much like an employee situation. Sure. And I try and think about that as a guy who sits in with people that, you know, I'm kind of an employee then and- Right. You know, I'm not there to tell other people how it is. I'm there to be told and do my best to fit in exactly where they want me to. Right, right. But, you know, that's, you know, but that's a difference. Like when you're managing at work, you know, people are looking to you to rate their performance. And when you're doing things in a band situation, you're all there because you want to be, no one should like at a, at a certain level of band, yeah. no one's really there to have their performance rated or anything like that. Right. You know, whereas there are levels of band that you get to, you know, when you're playing like a, a, a much larger show that travels yep. and, you know, you have a musical director, you yep. very much are in the mode of, you know, you're there to, to do your part according to exactly what the MD wants, you yep. know, deliver that day in and day out. And because they are going to rate your performance, they're not going to necessarily give you like, you know, a performance rating like a, on a yep. form but those are the people who are going to spread your reputation to other yeah. people and get you calls. So, you know, you want that, you want them to have a good opinion. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's my, yeah, that's kind of my, my series of hats that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I have to agree with you. Like for me, you know, from, from a musical standpoint, it's the same thing. And I, you know, I think it's pretty common for bassists to, 
you know, I feel like I'm the liaison between basically the percussive side of the house and the melodic side. Um, but also with that, um, I think when I approach the bass musically, I, I approach it with a level of diplomacy. Like, because I'm this liaison, I almost take on this role where I'm like arbitrating or like managing both sides of the house of that stage. And I take that same, uh, I take that same balance and that same approach into my personality within the band. So um, it, I use like basically the same set of rules as a band member. So that would be like for me, you know, reliability, right? The administrative, the managing the efficiencies yeah. of our practice, managing the efficiencies of load in, load out. Being the guy who shows, like you're the guy who shows up on time and just, right. you know, if no one else has, you kind of grease the wheels for moving in and that yeah. sort of thing. Le leading by example or, yeah. you know, all of those pieces. Um, and I, I always have like, in my mind, the plan B, like the prepared, the preparedness of, you know, what if this goes sideways where, you know, can I help? What is our, what's our plan? The other, uh, the second thing I keep in mind is communication. So, you know, for me, that's around like reminders to bandmates, um, recaps of maybe whatever happened in a rehearsal, right? kind of tying that all together. Right. Hey, this is what we did. These are the recordings that I got these, you know, whatever that looks like, but um, also planning, marketing, all of those people, all of those pieces kind of roll into communication for me. I also feel like as a bassist, I'm a motivator. Like I feel like as as a bass player, when I'm on stage, I can I can charge things. Like it's not all yeah. up to the drummer, not all up to the singer. Like yeah. I can move a song in a way that like kind of just pushes, you know, yeah. little you know, foot on the gas a bit. And I can do that also as a bandmate, right? So yeah. I can that's around, you know, booking gigs, um, you know, creating um times for discussions like i'll email my bandmates like hey let's like let's all meet up for coffee or for a beer and let's talk about this because this is something right. we need to approach right right and those are motivating times because we're as a band we're gluing a little bit tighter and saying you know we can do this right. kind of attitude it's more than just like showing up to play the gig and then splitting up and then you go their separate ways right? right if you're aiming for something more than that yes. you have to have that glue time right right it's a team right um, and then the last piece for me is, you know, to be a helper, like not, I'm not there just to like go in, load in, load out and then say goodbye. It's like a, you know, I, I help my bandmates load in and load yeah. out, right? Yeah. I, physically, I just give them a hand. Um, I carpool whenever I can. I give, I give my bandmates feedback. Like I create a, a place where I can give them feedback and I, and I want to like cre create an openness where I can take feedback and, and, and let them know that it's okay. Like, it's okay to tell me that my bass is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, just creating that environment, um, you know, that helps in essence, just helps the, the band in general. Yeah. Um, music I feel can put people, can put musicians in a very vulnerable space, right? Like our, right. our ego gets in there. Yeah. Cause it's our, this is our like soul coming out in a, you know, in four strings or six strings or a drum, whatever. Right. And, to be able to to come at that, um, you know, just to remember that that's there is so important for me when yeah. I'm communicating with my bandmates. Right, and you're already kind of like exposing yourself in front of a lot of people. And <laughs> right. then you're thinking about like if you have a discussion or something, right. you're thinking about, hey, I'm having this discussion uh, you know, what does this discussion look like to other people who are watching it? 
you know, yep. there, there are all of those dynamics that kind of come into play yeah. um, at the same time. Exactly. And so like, and with that all being said, you know, in, in the reality is, um, is that I'm, I'm like in my head, I feel like I do a really good job, but the, the, I make mistakes. Like there are flaws. What? You're human, Dave. <laughs> Sometimes. <You're> inhumanly groovy. <laughs> Sometimes I make mistakes <laughs> and, um, and I, you know, and, and that's okay. And I think we have to realize like, where are those mistakes? Are they repeat or, mm-hmm. you know, are they just one-offs where we drop the ball or whatever, or are they like common pitfalls? Um, so, you know, I don't know, like, do you, do you have, do you have things in, in your like base life where you feel are like repeat b- behaviors or things that just happen that, that don't make you the best like teammate bandmate bass player etc oh yeah yeah for sure so um i remember (laughs) this happened actually pretty recently within you know within the last year and a half maybe two years Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and i know i've made mistakes other than that it's not like oh two years ago (laughs) was the last mistake i made once i made a mistake once i made a mistake (laughs) once just no no this one just really sticks out of my head as being like egregious like i'm gonna be thinking about it you know, yeah. it's going to come up in other stories, I think, for the rest of my life. But, yeah. um, you know, there was a, an occasion where, you know, I was in kind of a a little bit of a battle of wills with um, a guy that we brought in to the band. Like, we had a, a pretty good unit. Yeah. And we were looking to fill it out with a few guys. And this guy was one of the folks we brought in. I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to leave, you know, the role, the yeah. names, everything out of this um, to protect the, uh, the Wait, guilty. was it me? It was not you. Okay. The second basis. <laughs> the second. Yeah, we were going morphine. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going for the low, low, and you wanted me to go for the high, the low. high, low. Yeah. And then just, yeah. It you just wasn't clashed. Working. I'm sorry, Dave. It wasn't working. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Um, no, but it was it was clear that that this guy, you know, he came in with an agenda, and he hadn't really made that clear to any of us. Like, he really, mm-hmm. like, hit it up his sleeve. Yep. I mean, it was very clear in retrospect what was going on that he was like trying to come in and basically turn the group into what he wanted, yep. which was not at all the vision that we had. Like we were very clear on what we wanted to do. Right. And so- Because that's a shortcut. Like it, it takes yeah. a lot. If you have an idea of a project that you want, you have to go out and find the people and right. get them like in, like get them pumped about your idea but to sort of sneak in with like someone else's agenda and then just say, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then, and now I've got all these guys to do it. Great. I got the talent. The talent is here. Right. Right. Exactly. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely the the case. Um, But be that as it may, right. This is not about him. This is about something that I did wrong, which is rather than settle that issue privately and say, okay, well let's, you know, let's take that out. Like, what I would do in my job now is if I'm having a disagreement with somebody and it's in the middle of a, of a group meeting, yep. I'm not going to hash it out there. I'm going to say, hey, you know, let's, right. yeah, there's there's clearly, uh, you know, I think there's maybe some misunderstanding here, but let's clear that off offline. You know, we'll, we'll you know, use the, the work speak, right? Yep. You know, we'll deal with that elsewhere. Put a pin in it. Yeah. And let's, you know, and for now, let's just keep things moving here. There's no reason to like bring the whole meeting down or whatever. That's right. Um. But rather than do that, right, a skill which I know well from work and I probably should have put to yep. to work here, you know, instead, um, you know, I <laughs> I kind of like 
you know, got riled up and, you know, we, I wanted to hash it out then during rehearsal and it wasn't, uh, it didn't turn into a shouting match, but it was, it was very tense. It was clearly very tense. Yeah. And it, it turned the whole rehearsal upside down. It just like kind of polluted the water and it really could have gone better. And if I, you know, if I'd applied these lessons from what I know elsewhere, I would have waited till after all the work was done and just kind of, you know, held it within myself and patient and then talked about it later after my, you know, temperature had cooled down. That's right. And uh, yeah, and and so I didn't do that. And that was definitely a space where I, my role as a, as a leader in this group, I did not like execute on that. I didn't do what really needed to be done. I didn't show good leadership. Right, right. You know, and and we're we're human, right? Like I have, um, you know, one one of my personal projects is always in rehearsal, right? We're always writing, we're always in the studio, and I take on a lot of the managerial stuff, and my yeah. bandmates know it, and they're not just bandmates; they're like they're like besties, yeah, right, yeah. And but I'm the one that like holds a lot of it together, and you know, recently I had a situation where I felt like there were a lot of issues. And I was holding them in, like I was keeping that managerial yeah. piece and yeah. I exploded. Like I literally was a poop show. Yeah. Because I don't know if we can curse on the podcast. <laughs> I, I actually have learned how to beep on here. Yeah. I've learned how to bleep. Okay. It, so. so I was, so I was a show. Yeah. And I, I like, uh, like hands up in the air, calling everybody out, like laying everything on the car. But it was like, that was a place where I did think about it before I did it. Like I didn't completely un- untie myself from that managerial role. You didn't but get unhinged. You it were was like, yeah. And it was like that point where like, I just, it just needed to be said the things and, and the way that it came out, maybe from an outsider would have, would have looked a little crazy and maybe a little unprofessional, but we were in a place where I can do that. Like yeah. that's just, if the setting is okay, like you can be that person, but right. in most cases you can't, like you have to you know, think about, you got to cool down before you attach, before you approach it. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. The, the, yeah, the idea that you can go in and just sort of, you know, unleash hell on (laughs) on people and not have it, not have them think about that later. Like in the moment, sometimes you're, you know, you, you think, oh my, I just need to let this tension out. But right. Sometimes you can clean that up, like that's yeah. that super fund site that you right. created. Like sometimes you can go clean that up later, and sometimes it's not as easy, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, when I when I look at you know my my behaviors, and I, I really I take this subject like very serious for me. Like I really try to think about how I approach it, and there have been mistakes. Like you know, on, on a previous uh, episode, I talked about a time where I overslept. Mm-hmm. That was a huge thing. I've never overslept since then, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of a good rule. You know, just don't, <laughs> don't sleep through your gig, wake up, pack up, go show up. Right. Um, but you know, there are, I think one of the things that I look at is, you know, from, uh, uh, my personality, sometimes I'm too much. Like I'm, uh, it's like I'm over-prepared or I over-communicate and I have to think about that sometimes and maybe dial it back a little bit because I think for some musicians, like if they're super, like especially on like the artist side, like they're really, I can just come off as too much. Like, yeah. oh man, that guy's nuts. And those two things don't always go together, right? Like I yeah. find that there's a lot of creative people yep. that are really not good at planning. They're not good at being prepared. They really live in the moment. Yep. And that's where their creativity comes from. Yep. 
and you can't like you can't squash them into that mold like as much as you might want them yeah. to show up and be ready and have all their gear in order and everything works and they're there on time and they're you know they're helping out or they're you know whatever they're like down with whatever your little scheme yep. is in your hand in your head of what's going to happen like as much as you want that to happen it's not right people are different and yeah, yeah. you can compress the instrument but you can't compress the musician <laughs> very good point that's a very good point there, i love that that's a call forward to one is, of our future episodes very well done that's like a flash you. forward and i thought of that right just now it wasn't even a note we're using cinematic tricks right here on the podcast as we speak the other thing that i find for me is um i have triggers like i have things that people will do or behaviors that people will bring to the table that will set me off in a way that is not good. And I have to think about what those things are. So when someone does say something or do something that I know is like within their personality set, like yeah, that when I hear those things, instead of reacting emotionally, especially when it's on stage or like, you know, in a performance situation, I just let it, I, I think about it, but I just table it and I just yeah. let it go. I don't even, I don't even process it. Yeah. Yeah, because if I do, yeah, you think about it, and suddenly now again, you're like, we always talk about being like out of the space, like yep. it takes you out of the space. That's right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, and 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 I guess once again, you know, we're we're talking about some roles and some personality traits yeah. or skills or capabilities or even constraints, right? right. That we bring into musical process and we're not, I don't think we're saying that any of these, like our audience, you know, might or might not be yeah. in any of those roles. Like they might be completely different, right? These are just, this is just, you know, two individual bass players talking about how we sort of yeah. bring our experience or our, our, how we craft our role in the band. And I think the idea is that, you know, we have realized these various things about ourselves and as a result, we're just trying to make the best use of those things yep. and bring them to the band, right? Like, so if I'm if I'm a super uh, fly by night yep. kind of, you know, uh, again, kind of live in the moment, yep. really ultra creative person, then it's not that I can't be successful as a bass player. I could be hugely successful. That's right. The idea is to find the find the group and find the situation where I can capitalize on yep. that. Like for example, you know, partnered up in a group where there is somebody else who takes a clear role as the person who kind of gets everything together and does the planning and does the preparation. Right. Yeah. And then my role is just to come in. If I'm super creative and not good at that stuff is just to come in like, you know, with a, just a creative mood, like yeah. come in with a really good mood and and maybe just kind of help out in general. Yeah. So even though I wasn't good at planning, right, show up ready to pitch in yeah. and do my best on stage. Yeah, because it's okay. Like I love having people in my band that are just like the fire. They come in and you're like, oh, yeah. this is why I love music, right? Because I'm playing with this 
but like they may or may not have remembered their guitar or microphone or keyboard <laughs> or whatever it is, right? Like, and that's okay. Like, and but I think if you are that person, it's not again, it's not better or worse, but yeah. at least communicate this. Like, just be open in your dialogue with your bandmates. Like, hey, just so you know. I may or may not come with a microphone. So you might want to bring one. Right. Like just in case, like it's just how my brain is wired. It's okay. Like just talk about it, put it out there. And if there are things that you can improve, you know, you improve on it. Right. Exactly. Are there any like tricks that you have, like uh, tools or things that you put in to, to keep your role, your role? Well, so, you know, the sticking with those abilities or those proclivities that I have and the way I approach being a bassist or being a musician, yeah. um, you know, one of them is I, you know, I, I try and do my homework at home. So I try and know my part. Yeah. Right. And if I show up to a rehearsal, typically, I mean, two times out of three, depending on who I'm playing with two times out of three, yeah. there are people who don't know their part. Right. Right. And the bigger the band gets, the easier that is to happen. And it happens, right. Yeah. Life happens. People have things that are going on. You don't always have the time that you thought you were going to have. Yeah. You know, you you got kind of lost in your schedule, and then the you know the day the day of you realize, oh God, I have a rehearsal tonight, yeah. and I don't really know the songs. Or right. Whatever. So I try and be the guy who knows the part and can lead other people through it, and go, okay, here's the here's the chords. It goes from here to here to here yeah. or whatnot. And um, I find as a bass player, that's a great. It's a great where it's a great place where I can contribute because if the bass is wrong or if it's you know it's kind of in and out or it's missing or you're you know you're kind of like on the edge it's much harder for everybody else to kind of know where they're supposed to be and to recover so if someone else gets something wrong if the only thing i'm doing is listening for the guitar to be right in order to fit in it's not so good i mean it's at least it's not good for me like to fulfill my part yeah you don't want to feel like in the practice like the when that bass is off, you're just like on this like pirate ship that's like in the middle yeah. of a storm, like, you know, just rocking all over the place and <laughs> no one knows if they're going to live or die through Yarr. the song. Yarr. <laughs> You're a bassist or are you a pirate? Or you'll be walking the plank. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if all, I don't know if all bass players are really like, you know, more inclined to, to organize and think ahead. Um, like I've been talking about, but honestly, more often than not, the bass players I meet are in this role. So I'm guessing that out of our audience, I'm going to guess more than half are going to be more like what we're describing. Right. That's just, that's just been my experience. Now I'm not saying all bassists are like that or need to be. I'm just saying like, it, it seems to be more often than not the kind of people who gravitate to playing bass and making that a really serious role for themselves yep. have that, like they have that tendency. The, the practicality. Yeah. So it's really about, you know, using it to your advantage right. and, you know, try and help bandmates plan ahead and, yep. and not feel bad if they, you know, if they missed something or didn't prepare, yeah. right. Just, you know, have their back. Um, yep. You said that earlier. Yeah. And, and and finally, you know, and this is more about the playing, right? Because when you are thinking about other people and when you're thinking about the overall organization of the song, the arrangement of the song, yeah. the thing that you have to think about just as much as notes when you're thinking about groove and you're thinking about your part as a bass player is space. You got to think about space right, right. as much as the notes. So, yeah. you know, for example, 
like something that I learned really early in in playing bass. Not early enough, but you know, it, thankfully it was many years ago. Enough yeah. that I've gotten better at it. Um, you know, just try and leave space for other important things to happen in the groove, like right. even within a measure. Yeah. And like the 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 immediate thing that I can that I know I can hop into like if it's an open mic situation or whatever I'm I'm, I'm yeah. subbing for for folks who have you know maybe a player who's who's kind of a younger player or less experienced or whatever like there's a there's a game that I play which is you know um, when I come in you know stick with the kick right which is important but yep. just as important what I'll do is I will not I will stop my notes when the snare hits right. right? If you you can do this as like a little game and almost guaranteed mm. if you don't like if that's not something that you are familiar with or you hear already when you're thinking about your part, yeah, try it when you're locking in with a drummer and just trying to do you know a simple groove. When you do that, the whole band immediately sounds better because it creates a dynamic contrast inside of the bar. And yeah, it's. it's 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 very simple. I know there's yep. probably a bunch of people listening who are like, "Well, duh, duh of course right. you do that." But there's a lot of people who who don't know that instinctively, and if you try and develop that, like listening for that space and leaving that space, it'll get you starting to think about other spaces that you can leave. You know, you kind of build on that. So you know, there's nice a nice place to start. I think for me, there's a lot of like n- naivety, like when I when I approach the bass, and I think that's something that I, I feel like instinctually it happens, yeah. but now I'm curious, like that just sort of planted this thing in my head. So, you know, tonight, if, you know, at my gig, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that. Yeah. Just, there's I, like a simple just, just to see on. like, do I do that normally or yeah, I like that. That's cool. All right. So, so what about you? I mean, do you have, do you have some tools that you use? Are there some yeah. ways that you put your, your tendencies to to work as a as a player. Yeah, I'm I'm an overthinker, so I'll try not to like be too wordy about this. But you know, I I keep there like administrative things that we've talked about in in earlier episodes. But I keep lists. Um, I check my calendar regularly. I keep a calendar and I keep a band calendar. Right. So I'm also um, I I feel like I help because if there's a gig or if someone says, "Hey, I booked a gig for this date. Can we all do it?" Yeah. I know everybody's schedule. Yeah. Like I'm in their business in a way that's like, oh no, like, you know, Joe is, you know, Joe's going to be in the Bahamas right. that week. Right. You're really tracking it. Right. Yeah. Just, just to like, so it just relieves a little bit of pressure or people feel like there's a second set of eyes on the calendar. Right. Um, I also, you know, as far as like, a, a, um, in, in the band setting, I, I offer, a, you know, as I mentioned before, like I offer feedback, but I, I do it, you know, it's like for better or like, you know, constructive stuff, but also like, Hey, you know, that thing that you just did was like killer. Yeah. That made us sound amazing. Like remember that because that was really cool. Yeah. People like getting compliments and I don't just dish them out just to like boost someone's ego, but like rightfully so if you do something cool and we do cool stuff every now and then on stage, like let someone know like, Hey, that was, do you look like really sexy over there? Yeah. You know? And and I think that, you know, that helps the, the, the morale, um, you know, and the other piece is being mindful, um, of your, of your strengths and weaknesses. Right. But also being mindful of your bandmates strengths and weaknesses. Right. So that you can, 
help sort of capitalize on on those pieces or understand like this person is going to be this way and that's okay. We're just going to work around it. Like don't put them in a position to fail, set them up to succeed. If you have a bandmate who their date, let's say their day job is a salesperson, like get them into booking, right? Like use that. And maybe they never thought of that. Like, oh, try it out, you know? Um, And I think, um, you know, uh, the last piece for me is just to, you know, make time to, if it is truly like a band band, make, make time to be friends with your bandmates, like create, for me, I feel like I like to organize the, the time to get to know each other or to deepen those relationships. That's not always about music. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's really important. Like at that mid, that mid level where, you know, you're out of the garage and you're working and you guys are, you know, you're together with folks for a long time. You want to create those relationships, right? You're not quite at the point where you're on tour and you have to have that relationship (laughs) because there is no choice. Right. You're with each other all the time. Yeah. Right. It's, you're trying to get to a level where you have that cohesion. Yeah. Because we, we only have so much time in the day, so much time in our life. And if you are doing this thing that takes away from your schedule, like make the best of it, you know, right. Make it, make it enjoyable. If you're going to your gigs and every gig, you know, you're not getting paid a lot of money, but you're, it's just a bad like mood situation. Why why are you doing it? Right. You know? Right. Exactly. So I don't know. I guess I was a little, little opinion heavy, but no, no, it's, I I think that's great. I, you know, that having opinions like this, I think this is a a great, I think it's a, a great area for the practicals of being a player to come out, right? It's not all about gear. It's sometimes it's about skills, right? And it's about yeah. your talents and your abilities and you know, making sure that you're capitalizing on all of those, not just, you know, the ability to play your instrument. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, I think at the end of it is like I, I got some really good feedback years ago from a drummer. I was overplaying. It's the first time we were gigging. He was like, hey, you're a good drummer. You're a good bass player. I was like, thanks. And he said, but you got to play less, man, play for the song. And then he walks away. Like yeah. he dropped the bomb. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I was like, and it hit me hard. Yeah. But the same thing, like I use those philosophies now, like am I, am I playing bass? Am I playing for the song? Am I writing for the song? Am I being a bandmate for the band? Right. Am right. I doing it for the better of the, of the project, of the music, of the band, of the performance? Right. And are you filling that role? Right. Yeah. Well, what a great place to what a great place to wind up. Um, so I hope you guys have enjoyed this little conversation. We really would love to hear from you about how you use your particular abilities, your your strengths. Um, you know, even talk about some of the weaknesses that you would like to work on, or weaknesses that you've worked with other bandmates to kind of shore up, so that you know you use their strengths to the advantage of the group. Um, you know, let us know. Come by our website at practicalbase.com. You can talk to us on Facebook or on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Google Plus. And we have a new episode of Practical Base every week. Uh, it's issued on iTunes, on the podcasts app, on your iPhone, on Android. We are on Google Play Music, and you can find us on Stitcher Radio, which is available for every platform. Um, if you don't know how to use these, simply drop by our website, practicalbase.com, and look at our subscribe link, and we will show you uh, how you can find us through our links there. Um, Dave and I will be back next week with another practical topic for you, the working bassist. And uh, until then, we hope that your gigs and gear keep going fantastically well. 
until then, I'm Paul Freels. I'm Dave Guzman. This has been Practical Base. Thanks for listening. Normally, if you're going to record something, you want to actually hit record. The, the red button. That's something I've I've learned now that we're on episode 11. <laughs> I've, learned figured the, out. I've learned that the red button means record. Yeah, we've all learned something. That would be it. Would be great to get a text from you like, "Hey, Dave, I just figured out if I hit record, we're actually recording these podcasts." <laughs> Do you mind if we start back over? Right. <laughs> I had a tech. I had some technical difficulties. I'm gonna have to redo episode zero. <laughs> episode Hello world. Back to zero. <laughs> oh, hello world. Uh, <laughs> <I>. Hello again. <laughs> oh my god. 